0: Hi, well, welcome to the Endgame Podcast, where I bet you didn't know what you didn't know. I'm Dr. Ryan Wakeham, successful entrepreneur and your Endgame coach. I'm very excited to welcome an incredibly special guest to me, David Meltzer, for today. This is our Season 2, Episode 2, right? New year, new me, new you. And we're here to talk to David today about fearless success, cultivating a rich mindset. Again, with David Meltzer. Welcome, David. In you don't really need any introduction, I'm sure. So, again, I'm incredibly thankful for you being part of my podcast today.
1: Well, I'm incredibly happy to be here,
0: (laughs) and I know you do a lot of this stuff, so you'll be guiding me more than I'll be guiding you.
1: Honestly, this is my favorite topic and subject matter, you know, and even within the context of the holiday season, I have learned that giving not only is one in a unified, abundant, infinite system, not only does it include appreciative of adding value and acknowledgement of learning the lessons of not having what we had previously, whether it's lost, stolen, cheated, manipulated, or given, but also the importance of the value add of asking for more. But in the construct of what you're doing here, doctor, is that giving has meaning. And, you know, if I have three pennies and I give my first penny to someone and say, here, would you like a penny? That has a meaning. And if I give the next person a penny and say, hey, please take this penny, it's really bad luck, that penny has a meaning. And if the third person I give a penny to say, hey, I've had this penny since I was five years old and all it's done is bring me the best luck in the world, I am in the position and situation that I'm in because of this penny and I think you need it more than me. Although the penny in the U.S. currency has the exact same value, it's the meaning that truly gives it its value. And in the context of what I'm talking about is that we give meaning to everything that we see. And it's people like you that are helping people give the meaning that is best suited to the trajectory of their potential. And a lot of people leave out the value of that meaning and the importance of that meaning.
0: We've talked before, but as you know, as a psychiatrist, I'm incredibly big believer in the idea of mindset as such an important foundation in perception's reality, right? I've talked about this before. I know you've talked about this a lot, which is this concept of, you know, be it manifestation or the idea around, to your point, here's this this same tangible thing with technically the same value. But how you perceive that value and what you perceive in that penny itself is dramatically different or could be dramatically different person to person. And and your ability to, I'd say, both cultivate a mindset, but also sharpen one's mindset. I've heard you speak many times, obviously listened to you a bunch as well. That's a true gift. And you've obviously had platforms through which you could provide that gift. to others. But what you continue to do with it is just remarkable. How do you make sure every day and you mentioned a few things but how do you make sure every day you wake up and put yourself in that mindset that makes you who you are and who you want to be
1: very pragmatic when it comes to daily practices and believe it or not my daily practices starts tonight so i don't necessarily adhere to what others might perceive as a day for me my day starts with an unwinding routine to put my mind, my body, and my soul in a position to recover and to access during the negotiable time called sleep. And in fact, the only mentor I've had for the last 17 years without pausing, quitting, or changing is my sleep mentor to help me facilitate, determine upon my travel, my diet, my time frames and time zones, how to best unwind, how to best put my mind, my body, my soul into a position of recovery, obviously, but also as information, the energy that's taking monetization and materialization and manifestation into the waking hours of both non-negotiable and negotiable activities. And so I think just shifting a paradigm of Number one, positioning myself to recover and access, and then utilizing when I awake as a baseline plateau for the day. So many people live their lives like tubes, food in, food out, and they believe the beginning of the day starts with when they awake. I believe the beginning of the day starts with the seven hours of non-negotiable time that I spend sleeping, and then create a new plateau to elevate my higher self and then use that as a baseline to determine one thing. What am I doing to interfere my progress with my good behavior, which creates good progress? What am I doing to interfere with it, uh, which is an entire paradigm shift from waking up at the bottom of the hill, doing everything I can to push the boulder up to the top of the hill, just to have it roll back down to the bottom of the hill the next day, and then go 30, 40, 50 years and wonder why I'm still at the bottom of the hill. When all I have to do is shift that perspective and take an unwinding routine to recurrent access to plateau every day and grow during the day and then utilizing the baseline of each day in order to effectuate, understand not how am I going to get more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, more worthy, but instead what am I doing to interfere with it? And this paradigm shift, perspective participation, is one that we can derive four different things from. One, gratitude, the ability to find the light, the love, and the lesson in each day, to give it a meaning aligned with the trajectory of where we want to be or better, to be forgiving or empathetic so that we can give forgiveness and be at ease to maximize the flow and diminish the dis-ease that's created by that interference. To be accountable in three respects, accountability means learning the light, the love and the lessons through gratitude and forgiveness, through asking, what did I do to be responsible? What am I doing to attract and what am I doing to participate in the perception? And accountability lies in what am I supposed to learn from it? Which leads to the final effective communication that exists not only between everything and everyone in every situation, in every event what is between us not only here but what exists between us and an all-powerful all-knowing infinite abundant unified system of thought that we participate in that we're accountable gracious and forgiving in and in this realm we can continue progress in a trajectory of where we are better by giving meaning to the light the love and the lessons through these four key values. And pragmatically, that has worked not only for me, but I've empowered thousands, if not even now, millions of people to make more money, help more people, and have more fun in their lives, utilizing these values and these practices.
0: To synthesize that down to something that in my practice, I think is incredibly, just to kind of reiterate, is this idea of actually preparing yourself for your next day in the present. And that includes the resilience you get and the recharge you get through high quality sleep. And I love how you talk about that as not just being number one, a part of a paradigm shift, number two, being a non-negotiable for you, because we have far too many people who don't care, you know, don't put the effort into the sleep. They just kind of are waiting for the next day and they're not waking up at a kind of an energy level or an optimization level where they can be effective, right? And so if you want to do all of those things and both be successful, but also give back, you can't do any of that unless you're in the right mindset. And that starts with that paradigm shift of just, Getting quality sleep, and it's something again, both as a psychiatrist and in my own experience with entrepreneurship and and coaching and mentoring, we don't put nearly enough focus on. And it is it is part of the foundation for, to your point, for being successful.
1: Interesting, you said about energy too, right? Because you have to know the characteristics of it in order to effectuate it. Energy attracts more like energy. It accelerates on itself, and it creates exponential outcomes. All three things are things that we want, especially when it's aligned with the energy of money or the energy of behavior or the energy of thought or the energy of belief or the energy of feeling. And so who wouldn't want their positive energy, regardless of the materialization or form that it takes of actions, words, thoughts, beliefs, or feelings, or money or behavior, who wouldn't want it to attract more of the good, accelerate faster, and give you exponential outcomes aligned with where you want to be or better, clearing interference between you and where you want to be or
0: better. A thousand percent agree. And that's why people like you help to impact others in ways that are really difficult to put in the words sometimes. What for you, again, just kind of taking what I asked before and maybe taking it one step further. What is another non-negotiable for you? What is something else that is, as you think about how you might be successful either personally or professionally, what is another non-negotiable in your life?
1: One of them is time. You know, a lot of people don't understand, you know, time itself is a dependent variable of all matter in the present, right? We are limited by three things. One, the meaning that we give the past, which we've discussed agnosium probably already, but you will n- never be able to overachieve the meaning you give your past wit it or outsmart it, go over and under, it, through it around it, lie to it, cheat it, manipulate it, or, or deny it. You also, in the future, will never overcome your own self-image. But time is a dependent variable because if we understand the past is infinite and we control it by our meaning, the future is infinite and we control it by our self-image, now the number one non-negotiable is time. How are we going to utilize the 24 hours that we're given today? Sleep minus is off seven hours for me of non-negotiable time. That leaves 17 hours of time. Now I just prioritize those non-negotiables like everybody else. Number one, health. so I spend a minimum amount of time each day, an hour of time on my health. If I'm healthy, I get as many wishes as I want. If I'm unhealthy, I'll only have one wish. Two. Family, very common, my negotiable family. The difference between me and other people is my family is a non-negotiable. So if I have, regardless of financial non-negotiable, it falls behind my family non-negotiable. If somebody says I need to have a meeting at this time and I tell them I am going to my football game at that time, you're going to have to give me a different time. I have no shame, interference or disappointment or fear in telling someone that, Non-negotiable, I either need to go to sleep, I need to work out or eat right or do whatever else my health is. I do balance and meditation and a variety of things each day. And I have a problem telling people that my family comes before finance. And then of course, faith is another non-negotiable. In essence, reverse engineering each day, seven hours of non-negotiable sleep, about three hours minimum each day with that health, family, finance, fitness, and faith it then still leaves 14 hours to do whatever the F I want to do. And now it's a matter of utilizing the pragmatic system of daily practices in order to effectuate being productive, accessible, and gracious with the activities I have planned, I don't have planned in that 14 hours. The activities I get paid for, I don't get paid for in those 14 hours. And then knowing that I have, since I have more than enough to do, more than enough options, opportunities, and touches of favor, in complete humility, I wake up and tell myself, I'm so blessed, I have so much I can do. I just need to prioritize that which is most important to me in alignment with the trajectory of where I want to be or better, by giving meaning or learning lessons and finding light and love in my past in order to be at ease in the flow while I'm utilizing that 14 hours of negotiable time to be productive, accessible, and gracious. So for me, the number one non-negotiable after sleep is just time. So I give a minimum of 10 minutes a day to study time, to prioritize my time in what's most important to me with non-negotiable and negotiable time, uh, knowing that prioritization is the antidote to the two things that interfere most with our acceleration of our trajectory, which is procrastination, feeling overwhelmed. if nobody procrastinated or feel felt overwhelmed doctor, you'd be out of business.
0: <laughs> That's no true words have been spoken right yeah I love where you come at this from a again going back to mindset you everything you talk about and everything you say is really through the lens of what I would call abundance and I think you you would similar terminology. And not through a lens of scarcity. And I know what I've seen a lot of both in clinical practice and again, in in kind of mentoring, is what often gets in the way between an entrepreneur uh, and his successes, his or her successes. And again, that could be personal too, is a scarcity mindset. What words of wisdom do you have around how you might shift that mindset if you are someone who wakes up every day in that setting?
1: Well, first of all, using time as a variable, let's look at how much time because time is a quantitative measurement. And for example, I feel guilty and I don't want to feel guilty. I use time because the only way I can quantify progress is, man, I felt guilty for two hours and 20 minutes today. Maybe I'll try to spend two hours and 19 minutes tomorrow feeling guilty. And eventually. I won't feel guilty or it'll just be minutes and moments and I'll get better at identifying guilt, which is interfering with my potential, reaction to fear, to ego-based consciousness that I know interferes with my potential. And so when I'm looking at what is the biggest problem with most people is a mindset of scarcity. Scarcity incorporates there's not enough. Therefore, I want what I don't have. I want what's missing. I want what other people have. And unfortunately, when we put our attention on those things, we get more of what's missing, more of what we don't have, and more of what other people have. So I like to categorize when I'm being scarce because people aren't scarce 100% of the time. And I like to use time to say, am I spending so much time, days, weeks, months, and years in scarcity? Two types of scarcity. One, not enough, where you're a victim. There's not enough of anything. And you could have more than anyone else and still live in scarcity. You feel as if there's not enough food, so you overeat. There's not enough money, so you continually trade, negotiate, Time for money in order to get more money, not utilizing the non-negotiables and prioritizing your life with what fulfills you the most, aligning with your passion purpose, which actually then allows profitability to follow you instead of chasing it because you'll never have enough if you live in the world of not enough. Then there's this really confusing world of just enough. And it's teased by people who are optimist and are generous, that live in a world of for me. Everything's happening for me. I give to receive. I trade and negotiate giving even. And in that world, it's still scarce because it's a zero-sum game. When you give to receive or you expect something back, it's a trade or negotiation. There's winners and losers. But if I can convince people to spend the majority of their time, only minutes and moments and not enough and just enough, if I convince people that there's a world that is omniscient all powerful, knowing a system that's unified, infinite, and abundant. And in this world, but world of more than enough of everything for everyone, not just enough or not enough, but more than enough of everything, people will stop buying what they don't need and impressing people they don't like. And what they will realize is that not only in the world of more than enough of everything for everyone do we appreciate everything, we add value to it. Not only are we okay acknowledging it, sucking every lesson and light and love out of it by giving it away, by learning from when it's lost, stolen, cheated, and manipulated from us, but most importantly, a confirmation of the world of more than enough of everyone One is understanding we aren't in a competition of value zero sum game where there's winners and losers. We're in a value add game. So when I am asking for help from others, I'm adding value to that person. And when I'm giving help to others, I'm adding value to that person. I am creating a flow, a confirmation of the ease in which I was born into an infinite, abundant, omniscient, all powerful source that loves me more than my mom. And if I can help people, understand it's not what I have that determines whether I'm scarce or not. It's not I give that determines whether I'm scarce enough. It's actually the confirmation of asking for help and giving help to be in a community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other. A confirmation that I'm constantly adding value for and from appreciation, acknowledgement and asking and giving more.
0: That's incredible insight. The notion of this is not a zero-sum game and that you can both add value by asking and add value by giving. Definitely a different way to look at it. And I would say an area of even myself, I can improve upon around how we define scarcity and abundance. I think, you know, at this point, I am truly appreciative of all your time, David. If there's anything else you wanted to give me or our listeners as part of the podcast, turn it over to you one last time.
1: I would um, for your community. My mission in life is to empower others, to empower others to be happy, and just sharing my lessons and stories with you and your community is so important to me. On that mission, uh, to that end, I would love to give your entire community my book. I would decide, send it to them, pay for shipping, pay for the book. So if they would email me either for the Habit Machine, the daily practices, and my book, it's David. At dmelzer.com. Please put that in the notes. And if you forget my email, which is david at dmeltzer.com, go ahead and Google me, David Meltzer. I'm on every platform. I'm easy to access and I want to, to empower you. I do free Friday trainings every Friday. I do Q and A's of the day every day. I'm on almost every platform for free to help. So please reach out to me David at dmelzer.com. Join our community of people that want to help other people that can help each other. We'll all together live in abundance. It's a more than enough world. We can all make more money, help more people and have more fun every single day. Thank you, Dr. Ryan. I appreciate you so much. Please come back and join me as well. I look forward to our next encounter.
0: Thank you, David. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, David, for joining us today. I was super valuable insights and incredible to get to experience that knowledge base firsthand. Again, I'm Dr. Ryan Wakem, successful entrepreneur and your end game coach. I'm here to teach you how to exist today so that you may expand tomorrow and create the ultimate end game of your wildest desires. I hope you liked today's episode. Don't hesitate to share, subscribe, send it to others, like it yourself. Don't hesitate to go to David Meltzer's website or email him directly. He's incredibly passionate, obviously, about what he does, and he stands true by that. I've emailed him before, and I get a response right back. So we'll put that in the show notes, too. Again, it was great to have everyone today. Look forward to talking to you again. Talk to you soon.